0: Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael
1: Smirkanish. a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio.
0: What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Howard Fishman is a writer. He went down a music rabbit hole in 2010.
1: And has yet to
0: emerge. He was stopped in his tracks after hearing a song by Connie Converse, who I'd never heard of until reading his book, which has just come out to tremendous reviews. It's called To Anyone Who Ever Asks, The Life, Music, and Mystery of Connie Converse. Howard, thank you so much for being here. When you leave me, I'm going to play Talking Like You. Tell me why that stopped you in your tracks.
1: It sounded like something that I had heard a million times before, but also entirely new. And uh, it got under my skin and it's never left.
0: I mean, you've got some chops. It's not just that you're a writer, you're a musician, you're a critic, you're involved in this area of cultural life. True? That's
1: true. And when I heard this music, I didn't believe it was real, uh, because the story that was told to me was, oh, this is an unknown songwriter from the 50s who never made it, and one day she drove away and was never heard from again. And I thought, oh, that's somebody's clever marketing campaign <laughs> for their own music that they're releasing today, because there's no way that this music could have been made in the 1950s. It doesn't sound like anything that was, that was being recorded back
0: then. Right. If the story had been, and she left the dog and the shotgun behind, you'd have said it's a great country song. Correct. But it ends up being true.
1: It ends up being true, which, uh, to my chagrin, I, I found out as soon as I started researching. But what I also found out was that nothing was known about this woman, nothing at all. Uh, these recordings that she made in the '50s were released in 2009, shortly after which I heard them for the first time. But there was no public record about Connie Converse. There were no, there was no footage of her performances. There were no official releases other than these archival recordings. So. It, be, it began a, a path for me, which was a bit of a sleuthing detective path, to unearth who was this woman. How could she have created this incredible music in total obscurity, and how could we have almost missed her entirely?
0: How far did her career take her?
1: Well, she didn't really have a career. I mean, she tried to have a career for about a decade in New York, but it was a series of of near misses in almost uh she made it onto a television program with Walter Cronkite on the CBS Morning Show. No footage of that exists, uh, but for uh, reasons that have to do with the fact that she was a woman that was operating that, in what was back then very much a man's world, and also the fact that her music was neither fish nor fowl. Nobody knew what to make of it. She had preempted what would later become known as the singer-songwriter movement by at least a decade, if not more. So there was no context for what she was doing, and people just didn't get it yet.
0: So her pursuit of a musical career loosely defined spans the 1950s, and by January of 1961, she's had enough.
1: Correct. The very same month that Bob Dylan came from the Midwest to New York City, Connie Converse left New York City for the Midwest. They could almost have waved to each other from the highway And uh, it was a a stroke of remarkably bad luck in retrospect um, that she chose to leave New York when she did, because I think had she stuck on just stuck around just a few more years, the world would have been ready for Connie Converse.
0: Instead, she goes where? Instead, she goes to Ann
1: Arbor, Michigan, where She becomes part of what she hopes will be the solution in terms of what's happening in the world. Uh, She starts writing about institutional racism, about police brutality. Uh, She starts being an an activist with the war. She helps organize the very first teach-in at the University of Michigan in 1965. Uh, She writes about fascism and the dangers of it uh, encroaching on American culture and becomes very much um, a different kind of a person. She reinvents herself.
0: You write that in August of 1974, one week after her 50th birthday, she mailed a series of cryptic notes and letters to family and friends that spoke of a need to make a fresh start somewhere else and quietly drove away. She has never been heard from again. I know you spent a tremendous amount of time in writing the book, trying to figure out, okay, exactly where did she go? But fair to say you lost the trail? Well, I think it's fair to say that, unfortunately, the fact that she disappeared is, was
1: finally the hook that she needed for her music to gain any kind of recognition. It's almost like she was invisible during her life and she needed to disappear in order to be seen. But what I discovered through investigating her life is that the disappearance is the, is almost the least uh, important part of her story. It is, sadly, the thing that people latch on to first. But as I say at the end of the book, Ask not how she disappeared, ask how she lived.
0: Is it possible? You've done the math, obviously. How old would she be if she were alive today?
1: If she were alive today, she'd be 98.
0: 98. Okay, so maybe we're pushing it a bit. Uh, It's amazing. Well, that
1: is entirely possible. I interviewed people for this book who were 100 years old, and they were completely lucid.
0: Who is Philip Converse, and what did you find in his garage?
1: Philip Converse is Connie Converse's younger brother and also a celebrated political scientist. Uh, He was also her biggest fan, and he kept uh, alive her music after she left, and he sent it to anybody who was interested. He kept the archive of her letters and photographs and recordings in his garage, and when he found out that I was interested in writing a book about her, he invited me out there to explore that archive and to start using it to begin the trail of my investigation.
0: And what, what exactly did you find in her own hand in those records?
1: Hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> records, I'm sorry, not records, hundreds and hundreds of letters, photographs, uh, artwork, um, poetry, journal entries. Uh, she, she left behind an, uh, a record of an incredibly um, productive, meaningful life that nobody paid attention to. And I think that she knew when she, dis- when she chose to vanish that someday people would appreciate it. It just hadn't happened in her own time.
0: Howard Fishman's book is called To Anyone Who Ever Asks. It's the life, the music, the mystery of Connie Converse.
1: This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish
0: podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, Former Tennessee Governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS, SiriusXM Channel 124 and on the SXM app.
0: Howard, I guess we would not express her... Uh, catalog of work in terms of how many albums was she responsible for, but how would you express the body of her known work?
1: I would say that she is an an important part of the, the American cultural story of the 20th century, uh, a missing piece uh, that has now been put into the puzzle, I hope, with the help of uh, the work that I've done on this book and the work that other people have done to get, get more recognition for her, but no, Connie I, Converse is a, a, a major American musical figure. But
0: I I asked a poor question. How much of okay. her how much of her recorded music exists is publicly uh-huh. accessible?
1: Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, there are currently two releases that are available. One is called How Sad How Lovely, which is a compilation of her archival recordings that she made in her apartment and that other people made of her in their living rooms in the 1950s. There's a follow-up EP called Sad Lady, which is more of those recordings. And very soon, uh, within the next couple weeks, I understand, the producer of those records is going to drop uh, a a new archive of Converse's music. I can't say too much about that because I'm not at liberty to do it. But soon the world will know much more about Connie
0: Converse. Oh, very intriguing. I I have to believe that the the attention that your book is getting all favorable from what I have seen is causing your phone to ring and that Howard Fishman is optimistic that maybe one of those calls or an email you'll receive is going to fill in that final piece of where did her days end if they ended?
1: Well, as I say, I think the disappearance is is not the most important thing of her story. Um, But yes, uh, I do anticipate there. Be, uh, there will be people that will be calling and emailing and contacting me with information about her, people maybe who saw her or talked to her after the last time she was seen on August 10th in 1974, people who may have some of her home recordings, people who have letters and pictures of her. Um, I tried to get to everybody I could possibly find, but I, I guarantee there's more out there that I, I wasn't able to identify.
0: She drove away in a VW Beetle. Correct. And that was it.
1: That was it. Never seen again, body never found, car never found.
0: The Wall Street Journal, Mr. Fishman's thoughtful and deeply researched book provides a far bolder jolt than any cover version can provide. It may yet help find it may yet help find, for converse, what the author proposes, a place quote at the table of great American artists and thinkers. Final thought from you? I just hope that the book achieves what I set out to do 13 years ago
1: when I started it, which is to gain more recognition for this remarkable human being.
0: Well, great of you to have done so. I mean, you know, to to have pursued this and to have ensured her place in American history. I salute that.
1: Thank you so much, my friend.
0: That's Howard Fishman, ladies and gentlemen. You ready, TC, for talking like you? Are you intrigued now?
1: I am so intrigued. So intrigued. Okay. I'm hanging on
0: every word. <laughs> okay. I want to know where she is. I want to know where the beetle is. I am so. I have not heard the song. Let's do it. Here we go. In. They call lonesome. See that bird sitting on my window. When you hear saying, Whipper will all the night through? See that brook running by my kitchen door when it couldn't talk no more. If it was you up that tree,
1: that's sort of a squirrel thing.
0: I don't know if, just it's, like it if it's like if it's in the 40s. Or in the very early 50s that it was in recorded. Yard, I'm looking through my I notes and I can't find it. Feeling very catchy. They drop in for dinner like you used to do. She does have a very distinctive I voice, don't does she I do stand you know? in the need of company with everything I see, talking like you I'm picturing kind of bluesy. bluesy. I'm, I'm picturing the recording tree, equipment. That's, yeah. that's what I'm picturing. Thing. It's sort of a squirrel thing. Sounds just like a little we were yeah. quarreling. You think? You may think you left me
1: all alone, but I can hear you talk without a telephone.
0: Telephone. Wow. They had them then. Connie Converse. Talking like you.
1: Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast.